Karanda didn't seem like much of a city, and, as Indivara had pointed out, Oricus certainly didn't seem like much of a prince. The palace was a three-story structure, built of timber, and reminded Cassius of a large, not particularly luxurious inn. Roughly made standards hung from poles over the main entrance, where a number of well-dressed dignitaries had gathered. More soldiers were stationed along the path from the entrance to the front of the courtyard, where the prince had just dismounted. With a final wave to the crowd, Oricus strode towards the palace. He was met by a hulking, white-bearded man who gripped the hand offered to him, then escorted the prince inside. There was a groan from the watching horde, which was soon dispersed by the soldiers. Break it up there! Off you go! Back to your homes! Back to work! Cassius slid wearily to the ground, then unbuckled his chin-strap and removed his helmet. Thank the gods that's over with. He's someone else's problem now. A good night's rest, then we can be on our way. Indivara dropped down next to him and stretched out his arms. Simo dismounted and immediately set about removing the saddlebags. Tutting at the commoners bustling past, Cassius glanced up at the darkening sky and the foreboding mountains beyond the city walls. Strands of grey cloud drifted past the high, jagged crags, and a light drizzle began to fall. Sir! Sir! said a voice in Greek. Cassius saw a small man pushing his way through the crowd. Officer Corbulo? Yes. The man straightened his tunic and the thick silver chain around his neck. I am Speaker Malachus Argent of the Grand Council. Caranda welcomes the envoy of Rome. Cassius rather liked the sound of that. He gripped forearms with Argent, who, like most provincials, was too delicate and too quick with the gesture. Thank you, Speaker Argent. Cassius always made a point of repeating back the names of anyone he met who occupied a position of authority. It created a good impression, and invariably ensured he would remember the name. Argent waved a pair of servants forward. We shall stable your horses at once. I've arranged a room for you in the palace. He cast a vaguely distasteful look at Indivara. Three, wasn't it? Three, yes. If you come with me, sir, First Minister Viedra would like to see you now. Of course. Cassius turned to Indivara, who was already removing his weapons from his saddle. Help Simon with the gear, would you? Indivara nodded. Cassius followed Argent back through the crowd. First Minister Viedra turned out to be the white-bearded man who had greeted the prince. Speaker Argent completed the introductions, then left the reception room, which was on the second floor of the palace overlooking the courtyard. As a servant took Cassius's cloak and helmet, Viedra gestured to two couches 
by a broad window. Thank you. A moment, said Cassius. He took off the leather satchel he carried over his left shoulder and put it down on the floor, then removed the diagonal sword belt from his right shoulder. Don't think I need this. The servant added the heavy sword to his load and hurried away into an anteroom. Cassius waited for Viedra to lower his substantial frame onto one of the couches, then picked up the satchel and sat opposite him. Another servant, a middle-aged woman, appeared and placed a wooden tray on the table between the couches. She took from it a plate of cakes, a jug, and two fine glasses. Her hand was shaking as she poured wine into each glass, and then handed them to the men. Cassius looked down at the street beyond the courtyard, where scores of the city folk were still gathered.